Hey everybody, welcome back to another tit-devastating episode of Mothership Connection. Um, sorry for the delay in episodes, but you know work's been a little nuts. But that should be winding down here soon, so I should be able to start doing one a week again. Um, which is my plan. Um, that's definitely my plan. It's my plan. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I hope you enjoyed the last episode. I believe it was Covers Part 2. If memory serves me correctly, and it usually does. Um, so, yeah, I think it was covers part two, but I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and like I said, we're not going to do another a music episode or like a covers episode. I mean, um, anytime soon. I'm going to let that simmer for a while. Um, but we will be doing Incubus hopefully soon. But that'll be like the last music episode for a while once we do Incubus. I want to get back to movies. And uh, there's some franchises I realized that I didn't do. So we can go ahead and do those. Um, Ghostbusters being one of them, you know, Indiana Jones being one of them, um, and so forth. So yeah, I want to start getting back in the groove of doing the regular, the stuff that's, you know, really what this podcast is about. The music is fun. I like doing them, but, um, it's mainly supposed to be about movies and shit. So we're going to try to get back on that road. So yeah, so I hope you enjoyed covers and this episode is going to be about that hunk Brad Pitt. Um, so yeah. And thanks for, you know, we're over a thousand listens now. Um, unfortunately on the app I use, like it just says 1000 listens. It doesn't let me see. It doesn't show me like 1000 and what, you know what I mean? So I guess I'll just have to wait until I get to 2000 listens, um, to see that it actually got to 2000, but it just keeps saying a thousand. Um, and I see episodes getting listened, so I know it's more than that. Um, but the actual like count won't show me like the exact, um, amount of listens, but we're over a thousand. That was my goal. Um, to get a thousand in the first year, it was a little bit longer than the first year, like two months longer than a whole year. So it took about 14 months, but you know, I think that's pretty good for a podcast with no, no budget and no advertising (laughs) and no like very small social media presence, extremely small. Um, so thank you. I always appreciate support. I, you know, I really love doing the podcast, so I'm happy to do it. Um, and now the work should be winding down on the craziness that was, um, open enrollment and everything. Now, being an HR person, you got to deal with the open enrollment, the OE. Um, but that's winding down. We got about a week left on that for some people. Um, so once that's over, I should be able to get back to doing, um, you know, one episode a week. Is what I set out to do. Uh, and I guess I kind of. I mean, this is will be this will be the first episode of season ten. Uh, I've been doing five a season, so it's close to like, you know, once it hits fifty-two episodes, it's like a year's worth. So I'm kind of keeping good on it. Um, yeah, shit happens, so can't do it every week. But hopefully, like I said, get back to doing that. And we're going to do Brad Pitt. And I hope you enjoy it. And here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Mothership Connection. Uh, like I said in the intro, it's going to be Brad Pitt. Um, so Brad Pitt, he's like one of those ones, I like, kind of like what I was touching on. Um, in the Will Smith episode I did before, um, back like in the mid nineties, early two thousands were like, you know, being a celebrity meant something. So Brad Pitt was one of those actors, celebrities, whatever you want to call them. I mean, actor, he's an actor. So, <laughs> but, uh, he was one of those ones who was like, a, he was a, like he was a celebrity because celebrities used to, it used to be like a handful were like focused on, uh, not like today where like somebody can fucking eat some lipstick on YouTube and become like an influencer. Or something fucking stupid. You know what I mean? So, like, celebrities were actually, like, celebrities back then. And Brad Pitt was, like, a huge, 
huge star. I mean, he still is, but like back back in that time frame, I would say like ninety four to uh, let's see here, ninety four to like uh, let's say oh eight. I would say he was pretty fucking spectacularly large. And who doesn't I mean he doesn't like Brad Pitt? What's the first thing you think of when you think of Brad Pitt? Probably Fight Club, right? Right? I mean, it's probably Fight Club. Maybe Snatch. Maybe Interview with a Vampire. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, that's probably his most... I mean, Tyler Durden in Fight Club is probably one of his most... Uh, you know, that's the first thing people think about when they think of Brad Pitt, acting-wise. Um, I mean, Fight Club is a great movie. Edward Norton was great in it. Brad Pitt was amazing in it. Um, you know, you can't beat that fucking physique he had in Fight Club. Uh... You know, that's just, he was just, he was huge. You know, he still is like a very prominent, popular actor and everything. But like, back then it was like him, Will Smith, I don't know, maybe three or four other people that were like the top of the fucking chain actors. And everyone else was kind of swam in their wake. You know what I mean? Um, but he's, I mean, Brad Pitt's awesome. I like him a lot. I think he's a good actor. I think he's, you know, he seems like he's not a creep on, you know, outside of acting. Um, you know, I know there was a story when he was engaged to Gwyneth Paltrow, um, that Harvey Weinstein, uh, that we all know now is a huge fucking sack of shit. Um, was trying to get all weird with Gwyneth Paltrow and saying that she had to like blow him for a role. Um, Brad Pitt in front of him and like beat the fuck out of him. Um, which was nice to, you know, be chivalrous and beat up your woman's like predator. Um, but he probably should have like alerted, alerted the authorities also. Um, now that we're finding out everything that happened with uh, Harvey Weinstein, which the Simpsons made jokes about it for years, Family Guys made jokes about it for years. Um, I remember Seth MacFarlane at like some award show, like ten years ago, some girl won some trophy, um, and he was like, "Oh, congratulations!" Now you don't have to pretend like he liked Harvey Weinstein Weinstein anymore. So Hollywood was fully aware of, like what that creep was doing, and nobody really stopped it. You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of like that shit with the government where no one ever stops the corruption in the government because it implicates everybody. Kind of the same thing for Hollywood where, you know, one person going down is probably going to implicate like everybody else. So they all protect each other and they all fucking cover up and lie just like the government, um, lies about everything to protect each other's fucking corruption and bullshit. But I mean, I guess him beating up Weinstein for Gwyneth was, you know, honorable, I guess. Um, and they, they didn't even have him getting married. So there you go, guys. You can beat up your woman's oppressor, and they still won't. They still won't fuck with you. Still won't like you. But uh, so yeah, it was a good thing he beat up that creep. But you know, he probably should have blown the whole story wide open and saved a lot of people from getting diddled. But in hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I I mean, what do you do in that situation? Do you ruin your career to save a bunch of people, or do you kind of just like beat the fucking dude up and that's that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in that high stakes world of millionaire love triangles and creeps. I don't know. Uh, but Brad Pitt, I mean, he's he's great. You know, he uh, his favorite candy is Twizzlers. So him and I share that in common. I'm sure, him and I could have a drink sometime and talk about Twizzies, Twizzlers. I'll make sure to bite both ends off and use it as a straw, just to make the conversation even that more livelier. Um, but he, I mean, he started off in TV. Um, he's on a couple episodes of Growing Pains. So him and Leonardo DiCaprio have that in common. 
although Leonardo DiCaprio was a regular cast member on Growing Pains, and Brad Pitt was just the daughter's boyfriend for a couple episodes. Growing Pains, great show. Great fucking show. Classic, classic family sitcom. Tackling hard issues and throwing some comedy in there with it. R.I.P. Alan Thicke. But, um, so using Growing Pains, using 21 Jump Street. Um, he was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen the episode with him in it, but he was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt, like a lot of people were. Um, and, you know, of course, his infamous role on Friends when he was, uh, Monica's boyfriend, or not Monica, whoever Rachel is. Jennifer Aniston? I don't know. He was one of their, one of those stupid whores boyfriend for a while on that show. Um, and Friends, Friends, just like a lot of sitcoms, always had a lot of guest stars. Like Friends, I mean, Paul Rudd was on there for a while. Bruce Willis showed up. Tom Selleck was on there. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people on there. I mean, I don't get it. Friends is okay. I don't get the, like, the, the fucking calamity, like, all the uh, fanfare around it. David Schwimmer's annoying. Matthew Perry was drunk the entire show. Matthew Perry had such a hard, like, such a bad drinking problem. He says that he doesn't even remember filming season seven of Friends. He says, I don't remember a single fucking thing about that entire season. Filming it, doing it, any of it. So, yeah, Matthew Perry, uh, horrible alcoholic. And, I mean, Friends is okay. You know, and it's not the greatest. I can name, like, 30 more, 30 sitcoms that are out around that time that are way better than that. Um, you know, Third Rock from the Sun was better than that. Just Shoot Me was better. News Radio was better. Um, obviously, Seinfeld was way better than Friends. And that's just stuff that was like actually on NBC at the same time. I'm not even talking about other network stuff. So I don't know why it has such a big, a big following and has having like a resurgence in younger, younger kids now. <clears throat> I mean, but I, I guess for those younger kids, it's kind of like watch because like the world is such a completely different place now than whenever Friends took place. So I guess if you're like some, I don't know, some teenager, it's kind of like watching like a whole different world. Because nothing from that show like that they deal with or do or anything has anything to do with like life is not the same now. So I guess if you watch old shows like that being like a younger person, I guess it's kind of like, and I don't want to sound cheesy, but kind of like a time capsule type of deal, I guess. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Cheers is kind of that way for me. Like, I love Cheers. Cheers is one of my favorite shows, but it's, it's like, kind of like looking looking through a little something into the past. But Cheers is great. I, I suggest you watch Cheers. If you don't watch Cheers, um, I suggest that you watch it. It's great. It holds up still. It's still really funny. I mean, how can you go wrong with fucking Ted Danson and Woody Harrelson and pre-Scientology Kirstie Alley? And before that, Sally Struthers, before she left the show. It's a good show. <laughs> Yeah, Cheers is good. I, I love Cheers. And I love Third Rock from the Sun. I love Just Shoot Me. Um, Just Shoot Me is a hilarious show. Um, George Seagal and David Spade and the, all the other ensemble cast. And uh, well, News Radio is great, too. It's unfortunate that Phil Hartman's wife murdered him during it, and they had to replace him with John Lovitz, but it's a good show. It's kind of like how Spin City replaced Michael J. Fox with Charlie Sheen after much Michael J. Fox, unfortunately, you know. It's got the, uh, what do you got, Parkinson's, I think? I don't know. But shows can replace actors. They just have to be careful with it. That's all. Um, 
So yeah, Brad Pitt was on Friends, just like Bruce Willis and everybody else, and Paul Rudd. I think Paul Rudd was on an interview recently talking about how he accidentally broke, I think Jennifer Aniston's big toe on set um, by dropping like some prop on accident and hitting her own toe. Um, so I don't know. Jennifer Aniston's a fucking bitch. Um, and so is Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox looks like a fucking skeleton, dude. You know what I mean? And I'm not even talking like, I'm not saying like she's anorexic. She just looks like a fucking skeleton. Like her tits look like somebody punched cream cheese. She's just, Courtney Cox is just not, she's not good. You know what I mean? And she always complains like, oh, the other Friends actors have more like clout than I do. It's like, of course they do. They don't look like a horror scape from a fucking, you know, like a leftover prop from a haunted house has been closed for 40 years. You know what I mean? Not to say that I look anything good, but like, dude, Courtney Cox is like terrible. You know what I mean? I saw her in the, I saw the trailer for the new Scream movie, and she looks fucking horrible. And it's like, what are you doing? You know? Because they all get these Hollywood lips and cheeks and fucking. I don't understand why people do that. Like, a lot of actresses are like ruining their looks by getting that creepy like Hollywood lips. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. Like that one Kardashian, Chloe looks. She looks like a fucking like feline. She looks like an actual cat. You know what I mean? Is that what she were going for? Like, it's always sunny. Like parodies that with Maureen Ponderosa getting like surgery to look like a cat, but like Chloe Kardashian like actually looks like a fucking cat now. Can't even eat popcorn anymore. Her lips are so fucked up. Anyway, they released like a Mountain Dew flavored popcorn. Um, if anyone sees it, let me know where you saw it at so I can go purchase some. Um, I'd like to try it. I, I tried the Mountain Dew Doritos they had, um, but now they're only like available in like some, like some weird, um, Aborigine country or something. I don't know. Or, like some Outback thing, but, uh, they were good. They, they were, they were good. Mountain Dew has like a whole cookbook. I don't know if you knew that. Um, with recipes you use for, use Mountain Dew with. Kind of like how they would use 7-Up in like some kind of cake. You use Mountain Dew instead of 7-Up or like. Kind of like if you're making barbacoa, like you should marinate it in big red pop or Cherokee red pop. So it's kind of it's stuff like that. It's like marinating your your meat in Mountain Dew or making like a some kind of pastry with Mountain Dew icing and shit like that. It, it's kind of cool. I never bought it, but people put it on YouTube and you know uploaded all the pages of the internet and shit. So, but yeah, if you see that Mountain Dew popcorn anywhere, let me let Garrett know. You know, I'd like to get some. Same thing with the orange Mountain Dew, Livewire. Livewire used to be plentiful. And now it's like, it's hard to find. So same thing. You find any Livewire, let me know. Unlike those fuckers at Old Spice that discontinued my body spray scent. I've been using Old Spice Pure Sport body spray since I was like 16. And now they discontinued the scent, but only in the body spray. So they still have the deodorant, the shampoo, and the body wash. But gee golly, Garrett, we're going to get rid of your scent. How is somebody supposed to smell me out in the woods or find me in a crowd when I don't have my old scent? I have like two bottles left. And I'm torn on whether I should like try to ration it and keep it for life or just use it all up real quick and try to find a new a new scent. And when I called Old Spice and complained, they were like, oh, well, you can try this other scent. It's similar. It's like, no, it's not. You fucking liar. How dare you lie to me over the phone, Old Spice been supporting you for more than half my life. It smells great. I, I don't know, man. Why would you only get rid of just the one product of it, too? 
Like, if you're going to discontinue a scent, discontinue the fucking scent. Don't leave me with, you know, three-fourths of what I need it for. You know what I mean? It's kind of stupid. And the customer service guy was like, oh, market research. It's like, fuck your market research, dude. What about the what about the loyal customer that's been buying your shit since 2001? You know? When I was old enough to be like, yeah, no, I should have a scent. They used to have Pure Sport Cologne, and they got rid of that. And they used to have Pure Sport um, Aftershave, and they got rid of that, too. Although Aftershave is like a biggest scam. Aftershave's a psyop. Doesn't do shit. Just put some lotion on your face, you fucking pussy. Um, so, I don't know. It just makes me mad when stuff goes out of business. And I feel like a lot of stuff that I like, I must just be like on the wrong frequency or the wrong vibe or something like that or the wrong timeline. Because, like, everything I like either goes out of business or gets discontinued. It's like, you know how much I want to eat at fucking Don Pablo's right now? But there's not a Don Pablo's left in the country. You know what I mean? It's like, I want some fucking Don Pablo's. It was, Don Pablo's was so good. But what happened to it? Uh, we, we, go, we, we went in a different direction and then sold it to some company that just shut all the other ones down. Same thing happened to Dingbats. You remember Dingbats and Robinson? It was like one of my favorite restaurants ever. It was so good. And then they, same thing. I think there's one somewhere like the Pittsburgh Mills Mall, but everyone tells me it's garbage. Dingbats is up where TGI Fridays used to be, since that building's just sitting empty. But uh, Dingbats was so good. It was awesome. The portions were ridiculous. All the waitresses were fucking first-class face sitters. It was amazing. Dingbats was awesome. You know? Same thing with Don Pablo's. They had Don Pablo's had all you can eat tacos on Tuesday for like four ninety nine. Plus they had their upstairs bar where no one ever was, so you can go up there and watch the penguin game. You know, unevaded. It was great. Plus their food was excellent. I used to always get the uh, I used to always get the uh, buffalo chicken tacos. They were fucking awesome. And same thing with Don Pablo's. First class face sitters through the roof. It was awesome. You know what I mean? Let's not be let's not be uh, naive here. When you go out to eat, like you want to have an attractive person being your waitress. You know, what I mean that's part of the experience. You know, I wouldn't want me coming up to my table and be like, "Hey guys, here's our special Dorada ice." <laughs> no, like I want somebody. I typically I want a female waiter waitress. Not to disparage any male waiters, I just don't want a fucking male waiter. You know what I mean? just how it goes. It's just my preference. You know, I want to go to have some pretty girl bring me my drinks and food and, you know, pretend to flirt with me for a half hour so she gets a better tip. That's what restaurants are all about. You know, they get a better tip. You get a little thrill of a hottie <laughs> waiting on you. It's awesome. That's what restaurants are supposed to be. You know what I mean? It's not to be rude, but it's just the, that's, just the, that's just the case of it. It's like the same thing with TV. You don't want some fucking ugly fuck on TV. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean, that's just my preference. I, I want a girl waitress and a, you know, a good time. And I want to drink my drink, eat my eat, and that's it. You know, that's the whole point of going out to eat is to have the experience of going out to eat. You know what I mean? So I think all these places are doing themselves a disservice with, like, you know, really pushing for people to just get carry out. Um, no, like I want to go in and get the whole restaurant experience. You know, that's, that's what I want. You know, 
fucking why is the whole point of going out to eat? Everything's over, like everything's marked up to hell. So you're not getting, you're not getting value for your money. You're getting value for the experience. You know? I don't know. But yeah, like everything I like goes out of business. There's this place in Robinson that used to be called the Pizza Loft. It's over where Five Guys is now. It was like the best pizza ever. They went out of business. You know, fucking ground round. What's it? It's Mike and Tony's. Uh, Mike and Tony's. The ground round beats the shit out of Mike and Tony's. And the ground round and moon went out of business because the roof needed like $26,000 worth of repairs. And the owner was just like, eh. You know what I mean? He just gave up. So there's still some ground rounds in Ohio, but I'm not driving out to fucking Ohio for a a wrap or like some soup. You know what I mean? And there should there should be a law, like for the old spice thing, for example. If if a product's been on the shelf for like let's say I don't know. Because I started using that scent in like when I was 16, 15, 16, but I'm it was around like forever. When a product hits like a, let's say when a product is out for like, let's say 25 to 30 years, there should be a thing being like, you can't just get rid of it. You know what I mean? Like there needs to be some way to be like, you can't just get rid of it. Because if like some people are buying shit to the point where it was fine to have it for 30 years, then that's on you, Old Spice, to like rebrand it and be like, here, this is the same thing, but use it again. But there should be some kind of like, consumer, let's call it like a consumer satisfaction law where it's like you can't just get rid of shit. I was like when Cheerios, like Banana Nut Cheerios, another one. I love Banana Nut Cheerios and they got rid of it for what? Now now they have like bacon jam Cheerios or like bop and berry Cheerios. Like, no, I want my Banana Nut Cheerios, you fuckers. Don't get people liking a, a certain food and then be like, oh, you know what? It's gone. General Mills at you once again. No, like I want my banana nut Cheerios. I want my fucking um, Don Pablo's. I want all that shit. Like I want to go to Don Pablo's so fucking bad, and you can't. They're done. They're donezo. They're gone. Um, so I don't know. It just sucks when sucks when shit goes out of business. You know, or when they stop making like a certain kind of sh- shoe or. All the pants and stuff are like to, to today's taste. You know what I mean? Like I like those Adidas track pants, but now they make them all where it's like little femboy, like tight leg ones. And it's like, I don't want that. I'm fucking huge. You know what I mean? I want my classic mid nineties to mid two thousand loose fitting fucking Adidas track pants. Not some little gen gen Z or fucking tight legged femboy pants. You know what I mean? There should be a store which just says like you're 36, and it's everything that you like from whenever you were growing up. And it's stuff you still like to buy. You know what I mean? Or the store should just have, like, instead of saying, like, the store being you're 36, it should just be like, you were born in 1985, and the whole store is just shit that you would like, and you buy, and stuff that you used to get. You know what I mean? Like, I want some PB crisps. They're gone. Dunzo. Forgotten forever. I want the old Butterfinger recipe back. Butterfingers suck now because they changed the recipe and now it's awful. You know what I mean? Why would you like, why would you change this? It's like, oh, people really like this and we didn't learn our lesson with changing Coca-Cola's recipe. So let's change Butterfingers recipe too. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck off. People like what they like. Like what dick got, got in control at Butterfingers headquarters and was like, you know what? 
I really want to make a mark on this company. So let's change the let's change the recipe that's worked since fucking World War One, and let's uh, let's change it and make everyone mad. And it's like, oh, cool, man. And then you'll just leave the company, get some huge severance, and we're all stuck with shitty butterfingers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, decisions like, I don't know. It just sucks when stuff you like goes away. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I mean, I guess I do know. I do know, but it just it sucks when stuff you like goes away. I'm trying to think, if there's something else I used to really like that went away completely. Um, and I don't know. I mean, that TGI Friday's building at Robinson's been empty for over a year. Um, if somebody was smart, they would, you know, go buy it. You know, if Mad Max was smart, they would get out of their expensive fucking lease that we have underneath that office building and move over to TGI Fridays. That way you could design that Mad Max to be whatever you wanted it to be. You can make the patio insane. You know what I mean? You can make your Cinco's crazy because there's an actual parking lot that you're not sharing with a fucking stupid office building. With a froggy radio station office building. And you could design it and make it all you want. Plus, that TGI Fridays, that's like the one of the only buildings in Robinson that you can get to from both sides of the fucking road. So instead of paying, continuing to pay $15,000 a month to be in that stupid underneath of office building location, take the initial financial hit of buying that property, make it whatever you want to be, the building, that is, have a legitimate patio instead of just like a narrow concrete pad out in the front of like, well, the highway. And then you could make it so much better, like having it back off the road, having it be your own standalone thing, and you could design it that way you want it. I'll help. You know what I mean? Like, if Mad Max was smart, they would do that. And I'm sure it's expensive as fuck to, to move that building, move into, into that building, but it, it would pay off immediately. So I don't know. That's just, that's just what I'm thinking they should do. Um, but they don't listen to me. They didn't listen to me when I worked there. They're not going to listen to me when I don't work there. Um, but I don't know. I might, I might be going back there a couple of days a week next year. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Got some other stuff I need to see if it'll work before I do that. But, uh, so yeah, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Sorry, that, I went off, I went, you know, I went off track there a little bit. You know, even Straight Roads Meander. And that's a good Brandon Boyd line. Um, Brandon Boyd's new song's pretty good. He's been doing a lot of interviews because his new album's coming out, and he also revealed that there'll be a new Incubus album next year, and they'll be doing a, four, a full summer and fall tour. So that should make up for the one that got canceled because of the fucking bullshit. Um, so yeah, hopefully they'll come through Pittsburgh. They usually do. So that would be a good show. Since they're coming here, unlike the fucking Chili Peppers, who are only coming as close as Philly. Which I'd like to go, but Philly's dangerous. It's a dangerous place. It really is. You know? You might get shot by the fucking police in Philadelphia. You know, you don't even know. I'd like to go. It's an easy drive or a easy train ride. Because I won't fly. I hate flying. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'd like to go see the Chili Peppers in Philadelphia. But why aren't you coming to Pittsburgh? You fuckers. They're not, they're not even coming anywhere in Ohio. Which I find to be strange. Because, like, either Cleveland or Columbus, like, always gets axed. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know who schedules their concerts and shit. Um, but, yeah, Brad Pitt's, he had an illustrious career. So, in 1980s, he was in, like, a lot of dinky stuff outside of the TV stuff. 
Um, and he was in that Kevin Costner movie in 1987 um, called No Way Out. That was like one of his first, like, hey, who's this guy type of role. Let's be honest. Brad Pitt's a pretty good looking fucking dude. You know what I mean? Nah, I mean. Um, then he was in that cool movie called Cool World, um, where it was him, like, interacting with the cartoons. Um, it's funny, because that came out in 92, and then Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out in 91. So then Hollywood, in the Paul Abdul video where she was dancing around with that cat, um, the cartoon cat. So Hollywood must have been really into that, like, mixing the two together at the time. Um, but then after Cool World, he was in a really good movie called A River Runs Through It. Um, and he was also in one of my favorite movies of all time. Definitely my top 20. I highly suggest you watch it. I can't stress enough that you should watch it. Um, it is the movie called True Romance. Um, I think I've talked about it before in this podcast, but he was also on in that movie. Uh, it stars Christian Slater, and he is a nerdy comic book guy who falls in love with a hooker and ends up killing her pimp, and they drive, end up going across country trying to escape his minions. Um, it's a very good movie. I know that premise sounds a little ridiculous, but it's, it's, it's a great movie. So you should watch True Romance, starring Christian Slater, featuring Brad Pitt. Um, and the woman's name eludes me at the moment, but uh, it's a really good movie. You should check it out. Um, and then after that, so True Romance he was in. Um, then, of course, he was in an interview with a vampire, which I think a lot of people, um, that's probably one of their favorite Brad Pitt moments, is Interview with a Vampire. Um, then he was in Legends of the Fall, which is like a, you know, make make the women's Johnny's tingle type of movie. Um, yeah, he gets stuff all riled up in their, in their woman theater, uh, that movie, for whatever reason. And then he was in Seven with Morgan Freeman, which is an awesome fucking movie. It's about the seven deadly sins. Uh, it's a great movie. And then he was in Twelve Monkeys with Bruce Willis. So he was like, you know, Interview with the Vampire, Legend of the Fall, Seven... 12 Monkeys with Bruce Willis. Then he was in The Devil's Own with Harrison Ford. So not only was he making like really good movies, he was making movies with like other stars at this point. You know? And I think, isn't Stupid Tom Cruise an interview with the vampire also? But I don't know. But like being in the movie with Morgan Freeman at that point, being in a movie with Bruce Willis, being in a movie with Harrison Ford, um, you know, The Devil's Own is that Harrison Ford movie with him and Brad Pitt. It's a really, really great movie of his and of Harrison Ford. Um, which I'll be doing a Harrison Ford episode soon. Um, but that movie's great, and for whatever reason, like, I don't know if it's because it came out around the time when, like, it came out in 97. So, like, 95, 96, 97, and 98, 99, like, in film, was, like, a resurgence of good movies coming out. And it was that kind of thing where, like, every movie that came out was fucking awesome. So I don't know if it just kind of gets forgotten about. It's kind of like with Stallone and his movie called Copland, which is amazing, but no one ever talks about it because it came out, like, in that time. So it just got steamrolled by, like, 20 other movies. Um, and same thing with Wesley Snipes. He has a movie called Murder at 1600. Phenomenal movie, but same thing. Came out in, like, 97. Got steamrolled by, like, Fight Club, Armageddon, all these other fucking big block, big blockbuster movies and stuff. So there's quite a few movies from, like, 95 to 98 that are excellent. And people just don't even, like, acknowledge them because it's just, it just got steamrolled by other movies coming out. And it was the type of thing where it was, like, here's a blockbuster... Here's a blockbuster. Like, people just couldn't pay attention. Like, I don't want to say smaller movies, but just movies that didn't have the same, like, impact or, like, same oomph. Put a little oomph in it. Um, so it's, it's a great movie. So I, I suggest, honestly, True Romance, Seven, 
The Devil's Own. Twelve Monkeys is a good movie, but I watched it probably like three or four months ago, um, and it was kind of hard to get the whole way through. And I don't know if it's just because I've seen it so many times and like the twist doesn't really you know resonate anymore. Uh, but it's it's worth a watch if you've never seen it. But it doesn't hold up as well as a couple of the other ones do. And then he was in Seven Years in Tibet, um, which China banned him from entering China after that movie came out because whatever, they didn't like him being in that movie. So he's banned from China because they didn't like a movie he did, you know, 30 fucking years ago. Um, then after that, he was in Meet Joe Black, which is a nice film. Um, the Goo Goo Dolls song Black Balloon was like the main soundtrack song of that. The Goo Goo Dolls, you know, during that time too, their songs were in like all kind of movies. Like Black Balloon, which is a really good song by them, was in that movie. Iris was the hit soundtrack song for City of Angels. Um, City of Angels has like one of the saddest endings ever. Um, Nicolas Cage plays an angel and falls in love with a, a mortal woman. And then he gives up his angelhood to be with her. And then she dies. <laughs> like Immediately. Leaving him completely lost in the world and without his angeldom. Or whatever you want to call it. So he'd end up just being a regular fucking guy, heartbroken. It's terrible. It's a horrible ending. Sad as fuck. And that's where we got Iris from. I mean, it was on their album too, but Iris really blew up because it was from that movie. Um, although it probably would have blown up on its own. It's really good. It's a really good song. Um, and then, you know, next up, Fight Club. Everyone knows Fight Club. You know what I mean? Um, who doesn't know Fight Club? I mean, if you don't know, if you don't, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm sure you've it's been parodied a million times in like everything. So there's really no way you don't at least know about fight club. But if you don't fuck off, you know what I mean? But, um, and then after that, you know, snatch snatch is a great fucking movie. I'm sure everyone's seen snatch. If you haven't seen snatch, you should. Um, and I'm actually pretty surprised if you didn't, you know what I mean? Snatch is a great movie. Really good movie. Um, and after that he was in oceans 11, another great movie. Um, I don't really think Oceans 12 or 13 are that great, or that really dumb fucking Oceans movie they made with all girls, since, of course, you know, women can't come up with their own movies, so they make a female version of the male movie, and it bombs, and then they think, oh, men don't want to see a movie. It's like, no, you, you suck. Make up your own shit. It's just like the female Ghostbusters. They're like, oh, it was sexism that made it bomb. It's like, no, it was a terrible movie, and you fucking suck. Think of your own stuff. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's like these assholes, Rebel Wilson and that hideous whatever her face is, Anne Hathaway, made like a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and it bombed horribly. It's like because Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is like a beloved movie. And if you're not Steve Martin, so you're not going to be able to recreate it. You know what I mean? So it wasn't that men didn't want to see it. It's that you were shitting on a classic and you did it horribly. Think of your own shit. Like that should be like a, a on an apron somewhere. It says, think of your own shit. Oh, we remade Ghostbusters with an all-girl cast and did like 30 jokes about hitting hitting a guy in the balls? And it didn't do well? Oh, it must just be because men don't want to see it. It's like, no, it's because you shit on a classic and you made a horrible version of it. And you're not funny. You know what I mean? Like they love to confuse being annoying with being funny. No, you're not funny. You're annoying as fuck. And shut the fuck up. You know? Go over there, think of your own shit, and shut the fuck up. And quit remaking stuff 
that you don't need to touch. Like a lot of movies don't need to be remade for any reason. The only reason you should remake a movie is if it's some weird like 70s or 80s sci-fi movie and like the graphics are garbage. And you can like update the graphics and somewhat tweak the story. But remaking comedies from like the 70s or like a, a comedy science movie like the Ghostbusters that came out in the mid 80s. You shouldn't be touching that, you stupid fucking bitch. You know what I mean? Like, go think of your own thing, shut the fuck up, and quit ruining classics. Nobody wants to see a remake of The Ghostbusters with Melissa McCarthy, who's not fucking funny. She's just annoying. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to see you remake a Steve Martin classic from 1977. Why would you remake Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with Rebel Wilson, who's obnoxious, and... Anne Hathaway, who's probably a boy. You know what I mean? Like, quit touching the classics, quit fucking with them, and make your own shit. And that goes for all you fucking men, too. Quit remaking, like, every action movie you can think of. Make a new action movie. Make a new story. Quit, like, finding some obscure book that came out in, like, the 40s. It's like, oh, it's like a legendary book. It's like, you're, you're fucking stupid. I could think of 10,000 good movie ideas like on a whim, driving around being crazy. You want to tell me that these people that are paid to think of good stuff can't think of good stuff? Like, seriously. Like, just sit there sit there on, like, a rainy night or, like, some night where you don't feel like doing anything and just, like, jot down movie ideas. I guarantee you, like, anybody can come up with good stories and ideas and original stories and ideas and jokes and stuff. Or, like, myths or lore or whatever. Like, just sit there and be like, up, 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 up. Have some hot chocolate. Have a couple Twizzlers, you know what I mean? Just fucking do it. And just jot down movie ideas. You'll, you'll think of hundreds within like two hours. You know what I mean? And your brain will thank you because you're putting a lot of the crammed up shit that's in your brain on paper, like relieving your brain of the stress of it. It just goes to show you that they can't think of anything because they suck. So you got people getting paid like six figures to think of shit and they can't think of anything. So it's like, oh, you know what? Who's that annoying loud lady? Uh, let's make her do Ghostbusters. We'll have Slimer kick Chris Hemsworth in the balls. Fuck off. Like, how lazy can you be? And then you want to blame it on it. That's just like Tina Fey. All her movies, bomb. Bomb! And she all she does, men don't like it. It's like, because you're not funny, Tina Fey. You might be like a good writer and write funny sketches for other people, but you yourself are not funny. Your box office fucking poison. There's plenty of people out there that are funny but aren't on screen. You know what I mean? And the fact that you go on every talk show and talk about how you're the funniest person ever and you and your daughter are the funniest two people ever. It's like no one wants to hear that. Get out. You know what I mean? Like just shut the fuck up. So like I just can't stand people that are so arrogant that they think that when they fail it's because somebody else doesn't like them. It's like oh maybe you should take a, take a step back and like Maybe you failed because you fucking suck. You ever think of that? You ever think that they didn't see your movie because it sucks? Not because you're a woman? Or not because you're some fucking artsy whatever guy who thinks that his movie bombed because, oh, people didn't want to see it because I'm an arty guy. It's like, no. Just take a step back. And this goes for like every, every walk of life. You know, maybe you just suck. Did you ever think of that? Maybe you just suck. And that's why people don't like what you do. That's just a thought. For all of them. All of them. But I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. It makes me sick. Quit remaking good movies, you know? 
It's like, I love Will Ferrell, and he wanted to remake The Jerk, and everyone was like, fuck you. Don't touch that movie. The Jerk is one of the funniest movies ever made. Don't fucking touch it. Like, don't touch Animal House. Animal House is perfect. Don't touch it. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but after Ocean's Eleven, that took Brad Pitt to that uh, movie Troy, where he was playing Achilles. And ironically enough, during the filming of it, he tore his Achilles tendon. Talk about a fucking crazy thing right there. That's timelines smashing into each other, where you're playing a character called Achilles, and you tear your Achilles tendon, which is one of the most painful injuries anyone can endure. Because when that tendon snaps, it rolls up your fucking leg. Gives me the eebie-jeebies just thinking about it. Um, Then after that, you know, he he did... uh, you know, World War Z, he did uh, Burn After Reading, uh, The Assassination of Jesse James is a good movie, Spy Games is a good movie, um, and he did Stupid Mr. and Mrs. Smith with his wife at the time, Angelina Jolie. Um, then he did this movie called The Counselor that was really good, and he did a movie with Shia LaBeouf called Fury, which is an excellent movie. Um, I saw that one in the theater, I definitely suggest you see it. Very, very good. Um, it's about a tank brigade in World War II. Um, and he's excellent in it, and Shia LaBeouf, like usual, is great in it. Um, but it's called Fury. It came out in 2014. Um, so I suggest you should go see it. Um, and then, of course, he's in the big short, which everybody likes to get hard about. But it's it's an, it's, a, it's an enjoyable movie. But people get their dicks all hard about how it's so great. And it, was, it was okay. You know what I mean? It was okay. Definitely not boner-worthy, I can tell you that. Um, some other movie in between that that I can't think of at the moment. Something with an N. I don't remember. Sorry. Um, but he was also in you know, The Tree of Life, which was a pretty cool movie. And then, of course, you can't forget Benjamin Baton. Um, if you've been listening to the It's Always Sunny podcast, you'll get that reference. Uh, but, of course, it's Benjamin Button, not Benjamin Batons. Um, and then, he, you know, he had a cameo in Deadpool 2. Because him and Ron Reynolds are best buds. Just like, it seems like everybody in Hollywood's best buds with Ron Reynolds. Um, if you don't know who he plays in Deadpool 2, he plays the invisible guy. And then when he gets electrocuted and killed, when they flash his body on the screen, it's Brad Pitt. Um, then he was in Ad Astro. That's a good movie. Uh, it's like a sci-fi thriller. I suggest you check that one out if you haven't. Um, and then, he, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was a great fucking movie. He put on an amazing performance in that movie. Um, that was him and Leonardo DiCaprio. I think this that was the first time that Brad Pitt won, like, any kind of fucking award, which is, like, incredibly hard to believe. Um, or an Emmy or Grammy, whatever you fucking win. Not a Grammy. Uh, whatever, like, the big acting thing is. An Oscar, is that it? I don't know, but that's like, that was like the first time he won like some major award um, for that. But he was he was excellent in that movie, and that movie's great. Um, but I will say, if you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that it starts off rather slow, um, and then once it gets going, like it's it's amazing. But it, I would say the first like ten or fifteen, maybe even twenty minutes are pretty slow. Um, and then after that, it's it's really it's really great. I just watched it uh, not too long ago, actually. Um, wish I could remember that other movie. Should probably start writing some of this stuff down. Um, can't think of it. 
I really can't. This wasn't the one I was thinking of, but he was also in Moneyball uh, with Jonah Hill, which they're making a Grateful Dead biopic, and Jonah Hill's playing Jerry Garcia. You know, if you didn't think that we live in a simulation already, that, that's, that should be proof enough. When they have Jonah Hill. Do I like Jonah Hill? But they have Jonah Hill playing fucking Jerry Garcia in the Grateful Dead biopic. Like, that that's how you know that we're living in a fucking, you know, simulation there. Fucking movie. You know what I mean? And he was also in a movie called Killing Them Softly. Uh, it's like a gangster movie. He was pretty good. Can't think of that other movie. It's something with an N. I don't know. Look it up. I, I don't have... I can't look it up. I should probably start writing some of this stuff down when I do these episodes, but, uh... But, yeah, like, why, like, why would you fucking pick Jonah Hill, of all people, to play Jerry Garcia? You know what I mean? Like, I don't really know why you're making, like, a Grateful Dead biopic anyway, at this point. Um, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I like Jonah Hill, but, dude, like, you're not Jerry Garcia. And how's Jonah Hill going to play Jerry Garcia? Especially when you'll see Jonah Hill, like, one week, and he's, he's normal size, and then you'll see him another week, and he's, like, as fat as me. And it's like, this dude's body fluctuates, like, an insanely large amount. It's like, this is the day of the expanding man. Uh, it's a Steely Dan reference. Thank you very much. Um, so, who, I mean, I don't know. They didn't really announce who else is being in the going to be in the movie. Um, and I like biopics. I wish they would do some more. I'm like, you could do a biopic on literally, like, every 90s band, and I would go see it. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. Jonah Hill playing Jerry Garcia. He's going to cut his finger off. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, what was I going to say? What was I going to I don't remember. But, yeah, Brad Pitt's great. Um, you know, still relatively young for a Hollywood male actor. Um, I think he's, like, 52. Which, for, like, a female actress, like, you're done. But for men, male actors, like, you're still good for another, like, 10 or 15 years to still be in lead roles and everything. Most female actresses at that age find themselves in uh, Hallmark movies and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so he's great. Look forward to his future projects. Um, if he has some movie coming out in 2022, I believe it's called The Lost City. Seen, uh, seen some uh, trailers and stuff for it on YouTube. And this wasn't the movie I was thinking of, but he was also in World War Z. And the movie I was thinking of, now that I think of it... <laughs> Is a movie called Allied. It's pretty cool, too. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad I thought of that now. I should start writing stuff down or maybe even doing, like, I don't know, one ounce of research. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so he's great. He's good. Like I said, check out the movies he's, that I mentioned. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Brad Pitt. Yeah, I'll probably do a Harrison Ford episode soon. Uh, I plan on doing one on Ethan Hawke. Um, Ethan Hawke's like one of my favorite actors. He's awesome. Same thing with Harrison Ford. Um, family Guy does a funny Harrison Ford bit where he's just running down the street telling people he wants his family back. It's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was Brad Pitt. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed chronicling his career a little bit. Um, I certainly enjoyed the mentioning Steely Dan. Um, I think they were just here not too long ago. Here being Pittsburgh, PA. Um, 
Sorry, I'm trying to think. Trying to think if there's anything else Brad Pitt related I should mention. I mentioned the Twizzlers. I mentioned him beating up Harvey Weinstein, Stein, whatever. Um, oh, he's a big like guitar player. He really loves the Taylor guitars, um, that kind of thing. He likes to golf, I guess. Uh, seen him on like a bunch of celebrity golf stuff. But he's uh, he's good. He's a good actor. I like him. Like I said, he doesn't seem like he's a uh, you know typical Hollywood creep. But uh, yeah, so that was that was Brad Pitt. Thanks for listening. Um, I don't know what the next episode will be, um, but it, it it should be more of like a regularly scheduled release, um, hopefully. Hopefully, a more regularly scheduled release there. Um, like a lot of things, should be go back to being a regularly scheduled release, if you know what I mean. Uh, sorry, yeah, that was that was a joke about masturbating, but uh, I don't know if it landed or not. How would I know? I'm not there when you're listening to it. Um, but thanks for listening, like always. I appreciate it. Um, like I said, I got Harrison Ford coming down the pipe. I got Ethan Hawke. Uh, we'll probably do like a Kate Beckinsale episode. Because everyone really seemed to like the Aubrey Plaza episode. It's tied for first with the Star Wars episode for the most listens. Um, both of them have 42 listens each. So people must really like Aubrey Plaza as much as I do. But I'm um, thinking about, you know, Kate Beckinsale, Ethan Hawke, Harrison Ford. Um, probably do Leonardo DiCaprio. Just trying to think of some like individual actors I could do on top of doing, you know, some more franchises and everything like that. So I don't know. I don't know what the episode, next episode will be like, but uh, it'll, it'll definitely happen. And thank you for joining me for season one of episode 10 of Mothership Connection. Um, let's hope we get to the season like 500. <laughs> um, it's a good thing is talking about movies because movies are always being made, bitch. So there's never be a uh, lack of subject matter. Um, the new Spider-Man comes out soon. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do an episode about all the Spider-Man movies after I see that one. Saw the new Ghostbusters movie. That was really good. Um, I saw Dune. That was good. I didn't see the Eternals because I don't have any interest in it um, at the moment. So I might I might go see it still just because I it's a Marvel movie and I'll probably go see it for the Easter eggs and the post credit scenes and shit. Because all the what I read online, the Eternals is pretty much just and they already said it's not getting a sequel because it didn't do well. A lot of people hated it, um, but it was pretty much just in place to set up a lot of different things. So like on December seventeenth, you got the new Spider Man coming out. Um, which would be pretty cool. And then next year you got the new Thor, um, and the new Doctor Strange. So yeah, stuff's coming down the pipe, which is good. But uh, probably probably gonna go see the new Resident Evil next week at some point. Um, but yeah, it seems to me like there's like good stuff coming out again. And for the longest time, there was like everything that came out was fucking junk. And it wasn't in the trunk, but uh, no, it's uh, so it seems like movies are getting back on track. Uh, next year is going to be a great year for albums, uh, especially for me. Uh, there'll be a new Chili Pepper album, a new Incubus album, a new 311 album, and a new Standable Pilots album. So four of my five favorite bands are all releasing new material next year. So 
Um, that's good for me. <laughs> it's good for me, baby. It's good for me, baby. But, uh, so yeah. So 2022, hopefully entertainment-wise and everything else-wise, should be a much better year. Um, but thanks for listening. Uh, I always appreciate it. And like always, keep shaking those motherfucking knees. Thanks, guys. See you on the next one. Wow, that was quite a party.